0: You are listening to Episode 8 of the Ball Blob Podcast. I talk with Nate about the Red Sox' recent struggles and how they can improve before the trade deadline.
1: everyone, and welcome to Ball Blab. We, I'm Nate, and I'm here with Jason. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, here we're going to do a recap of the Red Sox in July thus far. And, well, let me just say this. We were planning on doing this episode after the game today, but it's not even over.
0: Nope, and we just probably got out of the fifth inning, and the Sox are down 11-2. to two.
1: Yeah, that kind of... Awful, kinda, awful. Kind of just sums up the team this month so far. Just...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of summing up the team, just unlucky injuries. Um, Chris Sill, unfortunately and very unluckily, got hurt today. He was a horrible line drive up the middle and hit his Hmm. right pinky or left pinky. And yeah, he's as a fractured pinky and he's out for probably a foreseeable future.
1: Yep. Good shot at being the rest of the season. Now, the good thing is we've pitched well without him, but it's just like, like, you know, just the luck. You cannot make up how much luck, like the, how bad the luck has been for the Red Sox. I mean, they've lost four of their five starters throughout the stretch due to injury. I mean, I think there have been, they've had three pitcher injuries this month alone. Connor Siebold had to leave the game due to injury. Matt Strom also got nailed by a line drive and had to leave that game due to injury. And uh, Trevor Story got hit in the hand with a pitch. Good. The thing is, he looks to be back. Um when the second half starts, but just injury after injury after injury.
0: Yep. I mean, Strom, one of our best lefty arms in the pen, or uh, the best lefty arm in our bullpen, got ricocheted off the wrist. And luckily, nothing was broken. So hopefully we can have him back as soon as possible.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we should first recap just the month so far, go through every single series, because it's definitely been a long one. Um
0: so we'll start with
1: the Cubs series where the Sox dropped two out of three to them. This one to me is the one that just made the least amount of sense. Like, th- like the one that had the least amount of reasons or possible excuses for it to have even happened. I mean, like the, the I mean, it literally showed that since July first, this team has been an absolute train wreck. I mean, like the first game, they were up 4 nothing. In fact, Duran homered on the first pitch of the game. Yet somehow they find a way to lose at six five. Um Rich Hill also got injured during this game and like he tried to stay in even though he's clearly hurt and then like you know the Cubs made it four three, which is not good. And I think I remember the Red Sox would get another run to make it five three. And I think in the bottom of the six, like Hansel Robles, who would later get DFA'd this month. Good. Yeah, good. He would later get DFA'd this month. Um, he gets the first two men in that inning out easily, then walks a the guy with two outs, then gives up a home run, and then just falls apart pretty much. They would give up another run that inning to go down 6-5, and they would lose the game 6-5.
0: Awful. Awful, awful, awful. The, I think that series is put on the bullpen to blame.
1: Um, 100%, especially that game.
0: I mean, during the course of these past months, we've seen like what players are able to do what job now. Because now we can call it midseason and what players are capable of doing.
1: So. Yeah. And I think, uh, speaking of midseason, I think probably that kind of gets our question of the day today. I think it's just like... Can this team hang on? And what do they need to do to be able to hang on and maybe make a playoff spot? Yeah, that's sort of our question of the day. Anyway, yeah, like, just an awful first loss and kind of really, like, a good, very... It was kind of symbolic of how this month had been. So the next game, the offense just didn't exist. Like, um, they lose that game 3-1. to one. Um, A couple of... Some bad defense, too, especially from our pitchers. I mean, like, our defense, um, this... This stretch has been terrible, really bad. Mm-hmm. It's been costly. And I think it's especially oddly due to our pitchers. Our pitcher defense has been really bad. Like, you know, our pitchers have not been fielding well at all. I think Winkowski made a big error and, like, and then just, yeah, the bats just could not get anything going 3-1. to one, And I think they lose that game 3-1. to one. And, like, the worst part about it was that literally the, the Cubs starting pitcher had to leave that game due to injury and, And then the second pitcher pitched like five and a third, like shutout innings or one run innings. I mean, like it's ridiculous just how the offense couldn't get anything going.
0: Talk talk about an emergency starter and doing well, going almost six innings. Yeah, wish our bullpen
1: could have done that tonight, today.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like like Nate said, in order for this team to hold on, you you're gonna need more guys out of the pen who are reliable, and you can't just rely on two guys because they can't pitch three innings every every day. That's just not how bullpens work. And I think a few targets that we said last episode, like Daniel Bard, uh, Paul Blackburn, and David Robertson.
1: We need more consistent arms. That's what we need more of. There are too many guys in this pen that are just crapshoots. Like, you truly never know what you're going to get out They're
0: of They're roll-the-dice players. You yeah, know? and then
1: anyway, they would go on to win the third game, but just barely. Like, they a close extra innings game that they probably... They literally just needed a terrible... Throw by like one of the Cubs catchers to score two runs. That's how
0: you'll see a lot of that in extra innings. Just the Red Sox barely winning,
1: yeah. Like, you know, it's fun. Like, how you know, how the Red Sox start off 0 6 in extra innings this year? Now we're 6 6. Yeah, three and three of their five wins so far in July have been in extra innings. Three of their five. That's kind of nuts.
0: We only have five wins in July,
1: yes. Five and 12 looks to be our record. Um, yeah, it's just. Yeah, and then, like, um, that So that, that series just was a terrible star. Like, I just—that was probably the one where just no excuse. None. I mean, the Cubs were a bad team. They had pretty much their whole team intact. They just played awful baseball. Yep. The bullpen just completely unraveled. Yep, and then
0: let's move on from that series. Now we get to the 17-game stretch—or not 17, the 14-game 14 14 game stretch—, stretch. It is 17 games against the AL East, but it's 14 games against the Rays and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Basically, a big indicator of whether we're capable. You know, I said that in last. So the last far, episode. we are
1: absolutely not. I I believe their record in this stretch. So they're five and twelve. Take away two losses, four and ten. I believe their record's four and ten. Yeah, in this stretch. and
0: this is very similar to what happened in 2019. Mm-hmm. Very similar, if not very like the same.
1: Yeah, um, so starting off with the race series, it actually gets off to a good start. It was the 4th of July, and Jason and I were actually at this game. It was a nice 4-0 win. Easily just the best all-around game for the Red Sox this whole month so far. Clean, mm-hmm. 4-0, Story had a big home run, Cutter Crawford pitched great. It was a great game to be at. Yeah, th- but yeah were-
0: and we're you're
1: going to see a lot of this, too. Winning the first game, and then... Ugh. Losing the next, it's two. about to happen right today. I mean, but yeah, like they would lose the next two games in that series. Um, Pavetta, I guess he he's also had a really rough month of July. He th- he that was basically the first of three straight starts where he just got hit and hit hit and hit hard. I mean, like it was they were down three nothing early in that game. Then they tied up to make it three three. But then in the seventh sixth inning, Pavetta unravels, gives up go on to get up seven runs in that game, and the Red Sox, lose was 8-4. The next game just has nothing to it. They lose
0: 7-1. Yep. I mean, Pavetta, this, this month for him has been one to be forgotten for yeah. him. His yeah. career. He just, he was so good in j- June, too. I feel,
1: like, I feel like the Red Sox go the way Pavetta goes. Like, when the Red Sox got off to a terrible start first month and a half of the season, Pavetta was struggling. Then he picks it up, and the team picks up. And then now Pavetta's struggling in his last three starts, and the Red Sox have had an awful July.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the case last season, too. Just a little bit, you know? Pavetta was good early on. Then in August, he was meh. And then in September, he was mediocre, but not off-topic. But Yeah, and now we go to the Yankee series. This is
1: the best one. This is the, the four-game set FM way, the best series so far. Can't it's, believe I'm saying that. Yeah, I mean, a split. A split is the best series. I mean, they lose the first game. It's just... I believe Josh Minkowski makes the start. He had been pitching well, but he was clearly nervous. I, I don't. I mean, contrary to what he said in the interview at the end of the game, he was clearly nervous, clearly intimidated by the Yankees hitters. And I believe with two outs, he in the third inning, he gives up a grand slam to the bringer of rain, also known as Donald douche Josh Donaldson. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then and then the next batter gives up a home run to Hicks. Yeah, yeah he gives up a home run to the next batter. They're down five nothing. I mean, and then, all and then they make it. The Red Sox get make it five two thanks to Devers hitting one of two home runs off of Garrett Cole in that game, which is just incredible. Uh, I, it's, it's insane how well he hits off Garrett Cole. Anyway, when the Red Sox were down five two, um, with two outs, I don't know exactly what inning. There's a pop up, and. Looks like a routine play to end the game. Um, there's a runner on second, but Cordero, our first baseman who's had very little experience at the position, can't catch it. It falls in. He looks awful on the play, and a run scores. And you know, and Rafael Devers would go on to hit another home run, a three-run homer, which would have tied it. And the Red Sox lose it six to five. Just like really easy. The deciding run in that game was on a drop pop. I mean come on. The thing is I feel like they would have lost anyway cuz no still knowing how this team is in extra innings and knowing the Yankees bullpen and our bullpen but still like you can't let plays like that decide a game. No, I mean when defense is
0: a liability, you will not win ball games because mm-hmm. of it. And every episode we say it. Like the Red Sox have made not the, fewer errors than last season, but the biggest difference They have made them count. Or the
1: bad defensive plays, because not every bad defensive play is an error, technically. Bad defensive play. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just like... And and the thing is, that would become a theme during the series, because let's move on to game two. (laughs) The worst game of the whole series. This is a game, like, Connor Siebel, poor guy, he should not be there. He's only there because of how injury real the team is. He... Had probably the worst start of his professional life. Really, I mean, he got lit up. He wasn't fooling anyone. I think he gave up. He only pitched two and two thirds innings. I think he gave up seven or eight runs. It was bad, and um, the Red Sox would go on to lose the game twelve to five. And what I mean, and you want to know a big play in that game? There was a fly ball with runners on second and third and just one oh, no. out by Joey Gallo. It looked to be like one of just three sacrifice flies in Joey Vega's career. But the thing is, off the bat, when I the thing is, when I saw a close up of Arroyo and started looking more closely at him, I saw that he had no idea where the ball is. Was he put his hands up? just It, it became yelling, a meme. It became just a beca- meme. Just yelling in fear, as, like he looked horrified, and you and that and that thing. And that horrified look and emotion was contagious because I was as equally horrified as he was, knowing that the ball wasn't that he didn't know where the ball was, and that that wasn't going to be a catch, and that several runs were going to score. I mean, thankfully Gallo did get thrown out trying to hit an inside the park home run, but still makes a difference as only one run should have scored on that play instead of two. I mean, it's just like that. That play was just a circus. I mean, there have been way too many plays like that where it's just like. Like little league home runs, little league plays. I it's just too many defensive plays like that. Yeah, I mean let let's move on positive. Go to the game three. Game three, yes, and in that game, and yes, um, they would go. They would finally be ahead early. Like a, a big theme of this of this stretch is just them being down early, down before they come to bat. But like the nice thing is, um, they actually got ahead early this time. They were up one nothing. It would go down 3-1, but um, Ref Snyder would hit a home run in the bottom of the 16 to make it 3-2, and Alex Verdugo would basically become the player of that game as he would get a game-tying single off Clay Holmes, the best closer in baseball, to tie it 3-3. So that was good, and um, the game would move on to extra innings. And, um, uh, okay, the game would move on to extra innings, and they would give up two runs in the top of the tenth, but that's kind of inevitable knowing how that runner on second rule is. And w- with them only being down by two, I actually thought they had a good shot coming back, and that they did, and in dramatic fashion, because.
0: Verdugo off a lefty. That's one. Jeter Downs getting sent on that play, which is a line drive to Gallo. I thought. I thought he was going to get thrown out at
1: home. Yeah, but like the big part about that was, is that with runners on first and second and one out, um. Bogart to the ball that looked to be kind of a double play ball oh yeah um, off contact to Donaldson but he bobbled it he had trouble with the transfer and was only able to get Bogarts out so instead of it being a game ending double play obviously you can't assume that but it kind of looked like one there were runners on second and third with two outs and Verdugo was able to get the game winning hit
0: yeah I mean if he, if he if he feels that cleanly and he gets the double play mm. we lose we lose the
1: series. Mm. Yep, and now let's go to game four. Oh, and also one other thing, and that oh, yeah. that was, and also in that game there was another pop up the Red Sox had trouble with. The thing is, they were able to get an out, but like you know, that was like the third time oh, in three games God. where they had trouble catching a pop up. Terrible. And there was like, and I feel like, and I believe all of them were at precisely the same time of the night too. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now let's move on to game four. That was this is the best win
1: they the most commanding win of the whole stretch in July. Probably. Probably definitely the most satisfying. Because they were down early twice. 4 nothing and 6-2. But they scored 9 unanswered runs to win it at 11-6. Gotta hand it to them. I mean,
0: defense too. LeMahieu made the two worst mishaps of his freaking
1: career. Yeah. He made some bad mishaps. We took advantage. I mean, just a good all-around win. They scored 11 runs. And the thing is... We thought maybe thing for looking up after that series, after that win, they play the best team in baseball, but they lose the, and they lose the first two games of the series, the second game badly, but they win the next two to solve the split. But, nope, nope, we get swept by the Rays. Yep, four games, four game series, and the drop, and they get swept. The first game. Take it away, Nate. First game, it's just basically the first game, the hitting was there. They scored five runs, but the pitching sucked. Brian Bayo just shows that he's not ready for the big time. He got hit hard. They were down early, as usual, and they lose it 10-5. to Game two? Game two. Oh, boy. I don't oh remember boy. that. Way. Which one was that? Game two was the one where, 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 like, where they were throwing the ball all around. Oh. They were up. This Okay, here, let me explain to you guys.
0: Oh, yeah, that game. Oh.
1: Anyway, um Jason was just remembering how awful that game was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they go up two nothing. But in the but they basically essentially have one of the worst bomb they basically have an awful, I think, sixth inning. Oh uh, yeah, yes, because Sale made his debut of the season and looked good in five innings. And for the sixth inning, um he was taken out and- Oh, that
0: was the Strom game where he got hurt.
1: That's that. That was that game. Yeah, but like Sale yeah. also pitched in that game. Yeah, and then in the bottom of the sixth inning, the wheels just fall off. Um, with one out and a runner on third, um, they try, they basically try, the basically um, their no, I think there was two outs in the inning. Yes, two outs was, in this there inning. There two outs, and I think runners were on the corners, and no, runners were on second and third. Two outs. The game had gone down two to one. Line drive, nail strong. Boom, he's injured and is placed on the I.L. But he tries to make a throw to first base. It goes by Cordero. One run scores. Then Cordero tries to make a play at the plate. It goes by the catcher. Another one scores. Unbelievable. I mean, just little league stuff. Again, little league stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Will Fleming, the Red Sox radio announcer, said that that was the worst play of the season. And um, to that
0: point, yeah, I, I, I actually agree. No, that, that was the worst play. Little League play of the season, I mean, wh- where you're at, you got to win a game against the Rays. Where uh, The standings in the wild card, like, dude, how? you got to win one game at the very least. you got to win a series. Is that, is that too much to ask is for? Is
1: split too much to ask for? It's just like this series was awful. It was the worst series of all of them they played, and the Red Sox offense would just get shut down later in the game. They lose 3-2. Third game, the hitting just sucked. They lose 4-1. Nothing much to say there.
0: And then the fourth game. Fourth game. The worst
1: by far. Up 3 0. Going into the seven. Cutter Crawford pitched six good innings. He starts to lose it a bit, gives up a single and a double, then gets removed. And then John Schreiber picks today to have the worst and probably one of two bad outings all season and just gets rocked. They give up five runs in that inning and they would go on to lose the game. Capped on by. Uh, Taylor Walls and Josh Lowe. And those guys are hitting, like, 160, 170. Like, just, like, and they were just pests in both series. They got big hits in both series. That's a problem when guys who are hitting 160 or 170 are constantly getting big hits and, you know, playing a part. Like, that's a serious, serious problem. Anyway, um, but yeah, like, that series, two games where they just flat-out lost in two games where they just Threw away a win that After, that they threw away winnable games essentially.
0: That that game reminded me of late July the or seri- early August the series against the Rays where we got swept
1: from yeah. um, the weekend series. They get swept by the Rays so much it's ridiculous. They're combined okay. So their <sighs> record against the Rays now is two and eight. And also um before July they played they had a late June series against the Blue Jays in which they lost two out of three and kind of sort of started this whole skid. So with the so with all of that. The Red Sox are three and seven against the Blue Jays and two and eight against the Rays. If you combine their, those records, they are five in fifteen against the Rays and Blue Jays combined. That you that just can't happen, you know.
0: I feel like this team is cursed against the AL East. You they they can win against any other team, a series against any other team, but no. Awful, awful, but. Like I said, as David o- Dave O'Brien says, you got your, your play against the AL East has got to be it's much better. Changed. It's got to change. If we're looking at an October, a team in October looking to make a push, that has got to change. Absolutely
1: has to. And I mean, right
0: now, because like 40% of the games remaining are against the AL East.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say they have been unlucky and they've been dealing with injury. But like good teams find a way to step up and to not just completely unravel in these situations. But like they just look awful. Yeah. They look like they're on their borderline watchable right now. And let's just quickly go into the Yankees series. Um like you know, after that four-game sweep, I actually decided to take a mini break until they won and they would go on to literally barely by the skin of their freaking teeth when game 1, 5 to 4. They should not year. have won that game. It was a game that they should have won. And honestly, with them like you know, have should having should have lost that first game. I think they should have gotten swept in this series because they would lose last night game to fourteen to one, and what are they down now, Jason? In this game, they are down eleven to two. Eleven to two in one inning. Yeah, forget it. But anyway, anyway, what I'm trying to say is they're getting crushed. So literally, they barely win the first game of this series, and then the literally seventh. just get destroyed in the next two. I mean, like, oh, this game, this is almost very, this is almost identical to the race series, but somehow even worse. Uh-huh. The, the race series at home, not the race series in the trough.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the common theme of the month. Win the first game of the series, then lose the next two and three.
1: Yeah, and, like, not even come anywhere close to winning them. Nope. It's just ugh, terrible. Terrible, yeah, terrible, I think terrible. This, I think that really just is a deep dive in just how the team has been so far this month. They... They just are just not, they're really just not playing well at all any fast in the game. I mean, I think they're hitting, but like, you know, just bad luck, bad pitching, bad defense, and it's just loss after loss.
0: You know, the all star break couldn't have come at a better time.
1: But yeah, so that concludes, you know, the recap of this month. Pretty terrible. Yep. So let's, let's get, get into trades. Yeah, you let's know? get into ways we can turn this around and what we need to do to do that.
0: Step one get a first baseman. I think it's self-explanatory. Our first basemen have been terrible, Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi Cordero. Platooning the two have been just awful, hitting and defending. Whenever whenever I see a pop-up on the first base side, I have to hold my breath every single time. Franchi Cordero, we saw in the Yankee series, and we saw a little bit in the race series, struggles in that. He's not a real first baseman. He's not as bad as Schwarber, but, you know, just a little bit better than Schwarber, but a much worse hitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 really bad our first base situation. We in our last episode we said that it was fine, but I feel like we kind of just got blinded by how well they're playing. That's the thing when a team's playing very well, it kind of sort of blinds you from issues or problems with the team. But like you know, since they're playing really bad, it kind of you know realized got to realize how big of a hole it was. I know we didn't say that it was good. We just said that it was fine that we'd be okay if they. We didn't go for someone like Josh Bell but now i really think they need to make a big push for for bell
0: yeah and then i think in the trade package you've got to include bobby dollback i just don't like his approach at the plate he ruins all momentum yeah. he ruins if if you have first and third two outs tying run at third he'll He's, strike out he he'll strike so out so
1: the guy that you don't want to have
0: 10 to times 9 times out of ten. so the guy you the don't other want time to have to. he pops out
1: yeah, I mean, he, he can't hit, cannot hit at all. And I feel like, I mean, he at least knows how to play first base. He's still not very good. I mean, he's better than Cordero, but what does that say? And Cordero had been the better bat for a while and been hitting well, but now, like in July, he's striking out in half of his plate appearances.
0: It's, it's terrible. He's down to, like, the 220s.
1: Yeah, it's awful. I mean, the Red Sox war among first basemen is by far, the worst off baseball. Like, they're, the second worst in the, is the Tigers, and the distance between them and the Tigers is huge. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, negative 21 or something. Negative or 2.1 or
1: something. Yeah, negative, yeah, it's awful. It, it is just awful, our first base. It's a, it is truly, truly a hole in this team, both offensively and defensively. I mean, like, the thing... I mean, like, obviously, first base is a seemingly easy position to play, but if you don't have experience and you don't really know how to play, it can make a difference. It really can.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? <sighs> yeah, I mean if we get Josh Bell, we'll have the benefit of him being the everyday first baseman. He's a switch hitter. Pretty good switch and he's
1: hitter. A very good hitter. He's saying he's a three hundred hitter who's got power and production and I think he's a. and he's definitely a pretty good defender too. Certainly better than Dahlbeck and Cordero.
0: Then that, that gets your infield set. You have mm. Third I mean, when fully healthy, you have Devers, Bogart, Story, Bell. I like that. And I mean, a, and let's
1: not forget Vasquez, who's been raking
0: at the plate. Yeah, he's been raking too. I can't forget about him. In the outfield, you have Verdugo and Luft, and then then you get a little bit of a yeah. hole per se, but in my opinion, that's nowhere near the biggest hole. Yeah. You I have mean, Bradley I... and Ref Snyder slash Duran.
1: Brad JBJ, he can defend, but he just cannot hit. It's this he's the same player. He doesn't change. He does not change. It's always the same thing with him. He'll play good defense, but like you know, his defense is probably gonna get worse the older he gets, and he literally just cannot hit. I think he's hitting below the Mendoza line now. I, I
0: would not be surprised. With an
1: OPS in like the 550s. That JBJ doing
0: JBJ things. The Hunter-Renfro trade just looks worse. I don't care about the minor leagues. We have the team that's capable of winning it all. Why trade Hunter-Renfro? But one of many questions I have for Bloom if I ever see him, but off topic. But the next area of interest, the bullpen. I think we we definitely need one to two back-end relievers. We got rid of Robles. Thank God. He's been terrible. Other than September and um,
1: April. His ERA since May 1st has been nine. Let that Awful. sink in.
0: Awful. I think mean, he's on the Dodgers now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How many appearances until he, you know, gets DFA'd by them? Yeah. But we got him for cheap, too.
1: Yeah, so it's just, like, not, did not go well with him. It's just, he has great stuff, but he can't do anything with it. Just can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see him off the team, but off off topic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on topic, you got to get, like we were talking last time, like Daniel Bard is a decent pickup. Um, Dave Robertson, another great pickup. Paul Blackburn,
1: all great right-handed arms. Just one to two consistently good guys that you know are going to deliver when they get out there. Yes. I mean, when it comes to the starters, I don't think you need
0: if you're going to get someone, don't make it a big name, I don't think. Yeah,
1: I actually agree with you on that. I feel like that's the one area where you shouldn't do that because, look, it sucks that Sale's going to be out. I mean, we are paying him to base—we're almost paying him to do nothing at this point. It's ridiculous. But, like, let's think about it. They still had an excellent starting pitching staff mm-hmm. even when Sale was gone. And— um. With Whitlock going back to the bullpen, I feel like it wouldn't hurt to get one more arm. Sort of like have a full staff. Uh,
0: Waka is out for at least I think the first week after the All Star break. Maybe the first
1: series, so the he first could series, in. yeah.
0: But he could come back. Uh, Winkowski has COVID. I think. He- oh yeah, Winkowski. Oh yeah. Then like
1: I actually like that. I mean, like Winkowski being our number five star, and Crawford's shown some signs. So I feel like our starting pitching again seems to be in the best spot right now, even with Sale sadly likely going to be out for a very long time.
0: For the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. I think we'll be lucky to see him in October if we make it that far.
1: I feel bad for him. I, I don't think he likes getting hurt, hurt all the time. No one
0: likes getting hurt all the time, unless you're, you go on the Phantom Isle.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, like... um yeah, it's just like yeah, it's it's just that was truly just a bad luck injury. It really was. You can't yeah. really blame him, them for being too fragile or for doing things too wrong. It was just truly bad luck. And we're
0: having some very unlucky rehab starts in the minors. Josh Taylor having a setback. He was such a good arm last year. Yeah, that's a a very reliable.
1: Lefty. miss that guy. And like Hernandez, I mean, I haven't missed him that much, but like he really is having trouble with his injury.
0: Yeah, I mean, I heard, I heard, I heard he got something that'll help him. No, I okay. think he got like a shot or something. But
1: yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't even have the
0: best year anyway. Speaking so. of shots, let's talk about how important that's going to be
1: come the second to last series of the year. Take it away, Nate. The Red Sox have a three-game set against the Blue Jays in Rogers Center at, for the second to last series of the year.
0: That, in my opinion, is going to make or break
1: our season. I mean, and we way, might not even have some key players.
0: And we might not even... We might be below 500, but I'm, that's such my... That's a pessimist view, but optimist view. You got to play better. You got to win a series against the American League East. Mm-hmm. That's the first, but that's kind of off... I know I'm very off topic, but to my point, right, I mean, like you need, you need some stuff. relievers. You need some back-end relievers to assist Whitlock and Hauk. I like Hauk as the closer, yeah, even I though... Do. I like that. I mean, he, and got and out, he got out of that huge jam.
1: Bases loaded, nobody out, winning run at third. And he's not vac- and he's not vaccinated. Not so yet. like, you know, chance by then that we couldn't have a closer for a big series. That's not good.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, like I said, Whitlock's back. He he is really good, but this, aside from
1: those players and Schreiber and Strom. It's like there are only a couple of guys, and there are only like two to three guys that we know are going to pitch well and feel really confident in and out of the pen. The rest of the guys are guys where you literally couldn't, you literally do not know what you're going to see from them, or guys that just stink.
0: You can have Brazier who is unhittable, or you can have Brazier like today who could not get an out to save his life.
1: Mm-hmm. Deekman's the same way Salamore is pretty much the Saramore, same way. yep it's just like we need like we need like a Daniel Bard type guy um who, who else did you say? a Daniel Bard um oh my god
0: listen to this Joey Gallo just hit a home run off of John Schreiber
1: <laughs> what's the score now? Uh, only 13 to 2 only on 11 run I mean are you Kidding me? You barely win the first game and then just get blowout, blown out in the next two. Like what? They haven't won. Another thing with them, they haven't won a series since June twenty sixth. That is very three concerning. weeks. It's been
0: three weeks without winning and series. After that, we won how many consecutive series? Like yeah,
1: it's like we couldn't watch. lose a series. Now we can't win one.
0: Uh huh. I mean, Cora is a hundred percent right when he says the the word to sum up the first half inconsistent. Yeah. That is a hundred percent right. And I hope by our next episode we'll get those reinforcements. And you know, say what you want about us being sellers. We are not sellers. We're we're still in this. We still have a lot of baseball. Seventy games is a yeah. lot of games to make up. You saw the Yankees, they were or not the Yankees, the Braves, they were below 500 at this point, and they won the World Series. I'm not saying we're the Braves. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying with a few, you know, additions to the team, a few
1: movements, and I think this team can get back on track as they were in June. And this team, like, you know, have been playing well with the guys they have. I think this is a good team. I think this is a team with talent and with some good players. And, like, I think you sell at the deadline when you know that your team's not going anywhere, with the guys you have, like they're not even close, and you can't like make a couple of adjustments to make them better. It's when you know, like you know, like you know that this 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 isn't working and it can't be fixed unless you just blow it up. Yeah. This is not the case. This team has talent and they are in the mix. So so buy.
0: Oh my God! I just hope to God we buy. Oh my gosh. Then
1: like just get a. I think honestly. Um, you, maybe you disagree with me on this, but I think getting a first baseman is even more important than getting a bullpen arm. Oh, yeah. Because I it's agree. just such a hole.
0: It is like such a gaping hole. I'm reading this tweet from Chris Catillo. I was talking to a baseball person before this stretch and said if they go like 4 and 10 in this stretch against Tampa Bay and the Yankees, there's no way Heim Bloom aggressively buys. I still feel that way. Or he's like, I still feel that way.
1: It's hard. It's that's hard. ridiculous. That's, that's, that's ridiculous for you to think that Heim Bloom has just th- okay selling to me is giving up. I think that's what that me- is. That is selling. Selling is selling is giving up. giving up, which I just think is ridiculous to give up right now. Obviously they look terrible, but like, but yeah, but um, that means but like, they're but I feel like they're underachieving. They're also injured. And they can improve and they can, if they buy, I feel like that can make a significant difference and yeah. they can be a contender. Like, that's I, stupid. I look at the Yankees and look at this. They went into this season
0: moving a few parts around, moving a few, I mean, aside from coaches, which totally different topic, they moved, they got rid of uh, Sanchez, which they should have done that years ago. They got rid of Urshela. They got Donald uh, Donaldson, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Um, uh, what else did they get? They got, um, Jose Trevino and, you know, judge is having an all-star season. I think that's the same view of the Red Sox. You move a few pieces around, you get a few new guys, you get rid of guys who I think are, you know, sinking the ship. They're not contributing as much as someone else should, or excuse me. They're not contributing as much as they should be you got to get rid of those players first off, like Bobby Dahlbeck. Get him off the team. I am so sorry. All the memes behind him, like, oh, it's Bobby Dahlbeck. Get rid of him. He is so outmatched right now. Get rid of him and get a real first baseman. We haven't had a real first baseman for how long now? Since, since Mitch Moreland? Was he a real first baseman? I would say maybe? he's a
1: real first baseman. I would say Mitch Moreland was a legitimate first baseman. And, I mean, and- Steve
0: Pierce was just, okay, lucky, but... Uh. I mean, he, he, it was the first time he played for, not off topic, but my point is move a few pieces around, get Josh Bell, get one or two back-end relievers, get healthy, you have a good team.
1: Yeah. Why would you, so why sell? That makes no sense. I don't, I mean, they're playing, they've played terrible in the stretch, but they're still in the, but they're still in the mix. But, right? but Nate, I mean, let's play,
0: let's play devil's advocate, right? Did the Hunter Renfro train make sense? No. Okay. Does selling make sense?
1: No. Okay. Oh. <sighs>
0: I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I think
1: that's a little.
0: That's a little harsh. That's that. That's that saying. That's saying. Would you rather? Because would I, you rather
1: stub your toe or break your toe? I think. I feel. I think that's. Because I actually want to like Han Bloom, and I actually think he's a smart guy. So I again, I just think selling makes and, no and sense. And none of this, none of
0: this stuff we did last year at the deadline. None of this Hansel Robles Austin Davis crap. I mean, or Kyle Schwarber crap. I know well, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber played well. He played well, but could not defend for shit, because I mean. When we got him, there is no obvious spot you put him other than first base. And we learned the hard way. I mean, I mean, is that even a bad way? But we, we, we learned that you need a guy who can actually play first base. No, no guy who, you know, has experience in the minors or experience in college. None of that crap. We, a legit first baseman. I mean, Schwerber wasn't that. He... He really didn't fit along with the team, in my opinion. He screwed up JD Martinez because JD had to play the outfield, which he hasn't done this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's like never played it at all. That is a good point, but I still think he made a big difference with the bat. I don't think the Red Sox trade deadline last year was terrible, but I definitely think this this year's deadline has to be better than last year's. Has to be last year, and that's not saying go all in and get you know
0: Juan Soto or another top player. Not saying that. It's, just, also, it's also not saying go get um, uh, another Austin Davis-type pitcher or, or another Hanzo Robles. Get guys who are well-known, who you can get for, you know, cheap. You're training with, you know, trade-friendly organizations where, you know, they're not going to be asking the moon for prospects. I mean, certainly not the Cubs or certainly not the A's. You know,
1: you can get that, get a few arms, I'll be happy. Yeah, Um. I mean... And even if they're asking for a bit of prospects, don't be scared by that. Like, you know, obviously, if there's a lot, fine. But if they're, but like, don't be so scared by just the fact that they might want a little bit more than you think. Take a risk, mix it up a bit. Like, sprinkle in, you know, a big move with the smaller moves. I think that's how I feel like that's the best way to make this type of, you know, way of being a general manager work and just solve the problems with this team. And, and I, one of those is first base. I
0: don't want to be making another episode in a month saying, what the heck happened at the deadline? That is the worst possible outcome. What are we doing at the deadline? That, I, I'll guarantee you, that will be next, uh, next episode's name if we do Jack at the deadline.
1: Yeah. I think that we've exhausted both of our main topics... Enough. Oh, man. Uh, Franchi
0: Cordero, last five games, 0 for 17 with 15 strikeouts. Oh, my God.
1: They have the worst war among first basemen for reason. Anyway, I think that's it. I feel like we've exhausted all the things about this team right now. We've talked about their poor play. We've talked about deadline acquisitions. How are they doing in the game right now?
0: Uh, Not much better. They're down um, 13-2 still.
1: Probably in the eighth inning. And in the
0: race just won.
1: Yeah. And
0: another another thing we didn't talk about, the Orioles are above five hundred, or they were above five hundred like ten minutes ago.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and now they're five hundred.
1: Yeah, dead. let's okay. I but I think we shouldn't worry about everything else that's going on. We gotta worry about the team. Make yeah. you know that we are. Anyway, yeah, I think that's it. I think um So, yeah, like, they've struggled in July. They got to do legit stuff at the deadline, and that way we can turn things back around. I think that's a wrap.
0: I think that's a wrap. Okay. Peace.